0: Y'all, welcome back to Texas Whiskey Crew. My name's Steve. I'm Dave. I'm Nick. We have a special guest with us tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: I'm Josh.
0: Josh, you gonna be the mystery man, or are we are we getting a full 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 dig here?
1: No, I'm Josh. I've been on y'all's YouTube All right. videos over here.
2: You're gonna have to get a little closer to the mic, Josh. Put your mouth on it.
0: Yep. Just don't talk to me like that. Get right up in there. Eat, like eat
3: the damn thing.
0: So. Uh, we just got back from a tasting down at Lone Star Lounge in New Braunfels. Thanks, Richie. Yep. Yep. We appreciate you, Richie. Uh, this particular tasting was with treaty Oak and, uh, Hey, Texas whiskey crew. We're, uh, we're talking about a Texas distillery.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was nice of them to bring out a pretty wide variety of options for us to taste.
3: Dude. I think your name is Tracy. I always get confused on names, but Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. you're right. Sorry. Um, Lindsay always kills it, man. Whenever she does tastings anywhere, she always brings the alcohol, obviously, but then she always make a mixed drink, something crazy wild that people like, or she'll make food items with said whiskeys. Dude, she always kills it and she always sells bottles. She knows what she's doing. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, doing a great job. I mean, they had a hell of a lineup there. That's out of all the reps we've had at any of these tastings, they had by far the most. I, I think they had honestly an expression from almost everything that they have.
3: Yeah, they even brought rum and gin. There is very few people I recognized too. It was a lot of new people, which is very weird to me because usually it's the same group of like 20 people. And this time there's a lot of new people.
0: It really was. And I think we're missing some of the existing, too. It was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, they've got they've got a very unique bourbon. Um, They do. I'll say that I like uh, a couple of their expressions. Some of the others I'm not partial to, but I think that for a Texas distillery, they're they're killing it, you know?
2: Yeah, and I mean, she brought out a couple of single-barrel Ghost Hills that I hadn't had yet, and I was pleasantly surprised with them. Crazy the, rum. The higher proof. The rum was good. 10 and 12-year shit, which was
3: phenomenal. Yeah, the Shinley. That
0: 12 was, was
2: really good. good. 10 was good, but 12 was really good. Josh, you're pretty good with treaty oak. Any thoughts? Or, I know you weren't at the tasting, but...
1: Man, they do, they do good, yeah, especially on the food side of it. You know, when you look at how they do food events and whatnot, um, they're all over the barbecue scene. You know, they, they probably are the, the, as far as Texas whiskey, or as Texas is concerned, they are the whiskey of Texas barbecue for sure. All right, I mean, we and that crew out there, they do a phenomenal job, especially when they do events on site at the ranch. And shoot, I'm actually going to be out there on Memorial Day. We're going to be cooking some beef out there.
2: It seems like they're very, they're a very active social media distillery. They do a lot of different things. They, they host a lot of events. They have a lot of cook-offs and things like that, that I know you've been party to. So.
0: We, we should talk about the grounds out there. I mean, you know, for for those of y'all that haven't been out there, that place is, uh, it's pretty badass for a distillery. I mean, they, they've got it set up really well.
1: I mean, now, it, when you go out there, honestly, I mean, you can be out there for three, four hours, you know, uh, you schedule it right and you do the tour and you go eat at alice's restaurant who the guys who run the barbecue program out there they are related to miguel over at valentina's barbecue okay you know so you look at what they're putting on the plate and you know and you couple that with obviously the good whiskeys that are coming out of the distillery you can be there for hours and have a great time
0: and it's uh it's kid and dog friendly to boot
3: i actually did that tonight
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, we've we've taken our boys out there, and uh, you know, had a great old time. Kids can run around and be crazy and do their thing, and you know, adults can sip on some some whiskey here and there. Uh, it's it's a great location. They are out there in Dripping Springs. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, look them up. Go visit them. And, and certainly uh, props to Lindsay for uh, a good tasting. She was quite informative
3: on everything. And uh, It was done a little differently. Yeah. Usually they'll pour samples while they talk. Um, she did her whole talking and then pour samples afterwards. And I actually kind of liked it a little better because it got her a chance to talk to people individually about stuff that they were tasting and stuff, too. So I kind of like that idea a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's more fluent and it's easier to go through when you have less stuff but she has so many things if she would have poured her by samples everybody would have been like trashed honestly so
2: well and honestly there are a few expressions that i wasn't even interested in tasting there you go so that's Had them, whatever you know mm-hmm. i want to go up and have a few of the things that that i wanted to try or, or that i haven't tried but stay away from some of the things that i just you know you don't want to have to go out and pour it out yeah is that because you have read her Possibly. Oh, here we go. Possibly. Already starting, man. The enhanced, the enhanced ginger flavors. You know, sometimes (laughs) they
3: ginger vacation. I'm still trying to figure out (laughs) ginger vacation.
2: As okay, I got that. That Was good. What next
0: expression?
2: Well, I mean, you can expression or iteration or
0: flavor. Yeah, I mean, we're talking. Well, you can do flavor, but at the end of the day, I mean, come on.
2: You could have that's two things at. out of similar barrels and, you know, they might be the same flavor, but they'd be a different expression. That was very deep, Dave.
1: That was deep. That was, that was, deep. Deep. That was deep. like two guys out of Colorado. I hear, that's that's that, I hear you know, you know,
3: that. That sounded like a guy who wears a green shirt and his socks match his shirt
2: and their golf socks. Tell me they are. I, I was definitely feeling some... Today, didn't oh, 100%. I, I, I know, was working really game. hard today. I'm I did not golf today. I wanted to golf today. And so, you know...
3: He looks burnt like he's oh, burnt. yeah. He looks like he's been out in the sun all Dude, day.
2: If I stand under a bright light, I get this red, so it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> that's the downfall down the of lights. gingerfication, <laughs> but it's like my favorite term, <laughs> gingerfication. I love it. We're not here really? to talk about the excellence No, you know of what gingers. we're going to talk
3: about? We're going to talk about some crazy shit that's going on right now. Let's you're you gonna bring up talking about it? Ju- we'll it. junkies, oh, man. So, for those that don't know, um. Landis Rabbish, which was a uh, distiller for Trivers City, passed away. He was very young. He was only 37. He had three kids. Um, One of his kids is only 18 months old. Um, So the Burn Juggies got together and they were trying to raise some money for a a college fund for his kids. Great, great thing. Um, So they said if they hit $25,000, they would get a Texas Whiskey Crew tattoo. Oh, man. That's no, pretty 20,000 oh, 20,000 twenty thousand, twenty thousand. We're well over twenty five. And now. they hit it. So Dan and Sean from the Bourbon Junkies are going to get Texas whiskey tattoos. And the best part was Matt Porter, the man, the myth, the legend, ADHD whiskey, world's top whiskey taster, twenty twenty one, I believe, May twenty twenty. um Said if we hit twenty five thousand dollars, he would get. A Texas whiskey crew tattoo. <laughs> guess what? What we're at like we're at twenty seven thousand. So guess like I just man, it is so crazy. All the cool stuff that's happening right now in the whiskey business and stuff like that. Everybody's a tight knit family. It doesn't matter who you follow, who you're watching. Everybody loves everybody in this business. There's very few people that
2: don't get along, and everybody takes care of each other. Well, it's just it's awesome to see a local uh, see a community go and help somebody that, you know, obviously is suffering a massive loss in their family. And, um, you know, if this community can go out and do a little something to help his children and things like that, I, I it doesn't matter what happens. I just think it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, no, I mean, we've seen a lot of fundraiser opportunities. I mean, we're jumping in one over here uh, that, you know, Josh is a part of as well. Um, with the Comal Education Foundation. So that's another another school program. But bourbon, whiskey as a whole, I mean, can you think of something better to raise money for, honestly, for good causes and families in need? I mean, it's awesome, right? Everybody buys bourbon.
1: Yeah, you know, from whiskey. my side of it, just seeing kind of how fast it happened from when I walked up these stairs to how quick Nick was putting it out there. Like, I'll say that that kind of rivals the barbecue world and how fast that community got together and the impact you know was real yeah you know it, it wasn't because
3: people cared, dude i mean everybody everybody loves everybody it's really a great group of people in in all aspects it's like you find a community it doesn't have to be small like new brothels bourbon or texas whiskey crew or you know statewide you find something a little bigger it doesn't matter it's it's just people in general like if you find like a cause that you really love and then you just hang out and you're friends, and you meet people and you get to know each other, and it's a
2: family. It's 100 what it is. Yeah, and you do things to to help people in your mm-hmm. community that are needing it. And yep, no, it's 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 a good feeling. It's a good vehicle to to get out there and get some donation money and things like that.
3: Everybody wants to make it big, but the only thing we want more than that is to honestly help people because that's the best part about it. Like I, I'm never more excited or happy. Then finding out we raised what, like $30,000 for this one group, you know, and that's right. bourbon junkies, not so much us, but you know what I'm saying? Like
2: as a community, just raising money for people in need and stuff like that is great. It's like the best part about everything. Yeah. And even the local community events that we do and, you know, Comile Education Foundation, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, anything where we can do to have a part drive that, that donation money up is and it, every nice.
3: dollar counts. It doesn't matter if you can give a dollar or $10,000. It doesn't matter.
2: Every dollar really does right. count and it adds up. So yeah. it's so pretty just awesome. Offering to see, a
3: little bit is not, no one's going to, no one's going to be down, you know, talk down to you for like, Oh, I can only afford this much. The fact that you are offering to donate and help other people is what matters. It's not a monetary amount in general. It's just the fact that you offered to help. That's what makes it great. Yep. Yeah. I could agree more on
0: that. I mean, <clears throat> we, uh, I don't know. Like me personally, I don't think I've ever been to a, an auction that had whiskey or bourbon that I didn't bid on. For sure. I
3: mean, you know, what, how can you go wrong? You know, it's Garrison Brothers. You know, we'll bid on it. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. we love Garrison Brothers. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> no, but for real, like it doesn't matter. It's it's again, it's the thought that counts. Nick, you were yeah. drinking Garrison Brothers earlier. I did. I'm yep. bossing Murray Me and uh me and my buddy Dave had some.
2: Yeah, we had yep, a little bit. Yep. Steve was um, busy in the bathroom. I did get in on a uh, <laughs> on, <now>. on a <laughs> on a bottle kill of Laguna Madre this weekend, so that that was fun. You know, and thanks um, for posting about that. Yeah, you're welcome. But you know, the, the funny thing about that was <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out with with some longtime friends, kids that I people that I grew up with, and adults that were that were part of some organizations when we were kids, and and we've all stayed in touch and every one of them was so absolutely thankful just to have had it. You know, it was one of those kind of bottles that, that they've heard about that they've never been able to to try and to be able to bring that out there and just, you know, let them enjoy it and tell them to drink as much of it as they can. And, you know, they did. And I was happy for that. So.
0: Did you taste the wax? I heard it's peppermint flavored.
2: I did not taste the wax, but, um, you know and the bottle's still at home i'll go lick it <laughs> shut up can you sn- please post pictures <laughs> can you please post pictures of you licking said wax i'm gonna send i'm gonna send fucking leia an email and say i'd like some scratch and sniff wax please
1: hey, where, where were you i never asked
2: um we were in concan on the frio river oh, okay so a little shout out to eli he caught his first catfish so he was super fucking excited let's just hope eli doesn't listen to this show eli is not allowed to listen to this show but i will tell him if people say hey congratulations i'll let him know so um was
1: it this big or was it this big
2: well he he did learn he did learn um so i didn't get to post pictures of the first fish he caught the day before because again he wanted to go bright ass early in the morning and um i had forgotten to charge my phone so as i was walking out of the camper i'd plugged in my phone and went over i'm like we're probably not gonna catch any fish but um his first fish that he caught was a nice little striped bass it was about yay big but when he came back he's like it was like this big and obviously this is a podcast nobody can see how my so hands
1: pickled were. to a cucumber Is what you <laughs> definitely
2: <laughs> a pickle to a cucumber so um i know all of y'all can relate yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write that down oh man it was a good eight inches at least oh jesus christ that's what they all say dave yeah (laughs) some of us mean it
0: yeah i don't know if we're gonna go there it's that red hair thing tag me out
2: (laughs) 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 but no it was a it was a fun trip a fun time to um share a few things that people didn't have um i will say and we've talked about it before but the uh blood oath number seven did not get rave reviews. I think he um, eats better than seven. Seven's not very good. I have tried to give that bottle away and I'm having a hard time doing yeah, it. So <sighs> um, but we had a new toasted barrel that we picked up from ACL that was, was it nice. a nice toasted rye. Um uh, no, you it's remember? just a toasted, toasted bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, it was it was decent. Yeah. Um what else do we have? We had some Penelope there, we had a big ass bottle of Eagle Rare, which got pretty much killed, but um, nice. like a one seven five. Yeah, one seven five. Nice. So nice. again, that's I'll give a little shout out to little shout out to Randy at, at ACL. So that's he awesome, hooked man. us up. Hooked right. us up with that. It was a good time. Good weekend.
0: That's good. Nick, you do anything notable over the weekend?
3: Uh I'm actually leaving for Kentucky tomorrow. Oh, you got trips coming. Um, I can go ahead and say what it is now because by the time this comes out, obviously it would happen. Um, we're doing a media event for FourGate. Kelvin is releasing Kelvin five, I believe it is for the new one. Um, And there's also some limited stuff that's being. Sold at the event that no one else can buy. So that's kind of cool. Like media media release. Yeah. yeah, And then uh, I'm meeting Dan and Sean from the bourbon junkies and we're doing a rare character pick. So we love rare character. Great stuff i'm getting to hang out with justin's uh i forgot i forgot his last name because there's two different justins that run justin's house of bourbon smith i think it's slate or something like that <laughs> i'm really bad about names um but we're jones. hanging out with one i wish jones I wish and jones. smith um but yeah i get to hang out with them so it'll be uh tomorrow is wednesday
2: yes tomorrow. so wednesday, wednesday thursday
3: friday and i fly back saturday I get into town Saturday at 11 and then I go to work at two. So hopefully my flight's not too late. <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a full schedule right there. Dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be a blast.
2: Don't work too much, man. We're, we're going to have steaks, bourbon, and cigars at my house on Saturday night.
3: Saturday night. Okay. I remember because that's why I was asking. I was like, where are we supposed to hang out? That's my yeah. message. I was like, was that tonight? You no, know. live a hard life. That's what we talked about is. earlier today. Shut earlier up. Earlier You're going to be there. I know but I'm saying. like, I'm bringing know. Cubans. And I'm bringing some good Cubans.
0: Good
2: all right. Cuban. I'm going to have some tomahawks, unless somebody in the particular beef business wants to help <laughs> me out with anything different. But um, tomahawks are good. I'm going to go bring, I'll put a couple of tomahawks out on the cowboy grill.
3: Why is it it's a like cowboy that, grill? Huh? Yeah. It's Why like that? Well, it's just so a, if you're not wearing boots when like, I come over, even if you're in shorts, you're not wearing boots. It's not cowboy I'm,
0: grill. I'm a freeload. I'm just going to come over and have all that shit. Well, you know, whatever.
3: I'm hoping I'm hoping I bring something good back from Kentucky. Uh, I will be at Justin's house of bourbon. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know,
2: Kings oh. of Kentucky or something. King,
3: I mean, I can get another one of those. King. Only
0: one. King. King. Yeah. King, well, man, you can bring two bottles, and be Kings. <laughs> True. That that that's a good point.
3: I'm gonna tell you right now, it's it's I mean, it's me, I get it, but guys I'll let down, dude. I Is feel it? like I I've feel never like, had it, so have you ever had like a really good blue label? Yeah. yeah. I think believable is better. All right. All right. Personal is opinion. The
1: second thing that I feel like you've been disappointed about, and I've never seen you dip in this. Here's the thing it was a great bottle,
3: it was a great price, and I bought it and I was super let down. Same thing with birthday bourbons. Birthday bourbons are low proof. Bite your tongue. They're low proof. <laughs> We're used to high proof stuff, and you get it. And I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, it's a birthday bourbon. I had two of them. Both of them are okay. For the price, they're not okay. You know what I mean? It should not be okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna pay
2: four or five hundred dollars for a bottle, yeah, Yeah. you don't want it to be okay. You want now? I would put it up there with a lot of different things that I've tasted. At least uh, it was what nineteen and twenty birthday bourbons that we've had, but twenty one and twenty two are mine.
3: Okay, Green green Label nineteen in teal or baby blue or like what they call it, Tiffany blue,
2: something like that.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well,
3: that was good.
2: It was good. It was, it was very good. I enjoyed it. It's probably in my top five of not bottles that I've owned, but pours that I've had out in certain places. And, um, I think only going to be beat by, WLW. Balmurray. No no definitely not Balmoray. but um maybe Cowboy but um WLWA Right and... quit your shit um WW's good <laughs> shut your face dude
0: Cowboy's good Pappy 15 is the
3: best <laughs> oh. WW's good Georgie stacks behind that
0: hostility
3: Pappy 15 Y'all the best all really sliced. 100% all I got to say 100% nothing competes with that It's perfect the Oak the fucking Proof 107 like it's fucking perfect I, I mean him. Yeah WW's hotter and it's great but I still think Pappy like when I drink it I got chills the first time like legit I know it sounds really cheesy but I really did I was it's like, hard I mean shit. I'd go back
2: and forth with I'd almost say WLW is my favorite but I think cost
3: wise best bottle for the bang for the buck is definitely stag junior or stag or everyone call it now you
0: like stag junior
2: no way he doesn't like, it. Nick doesn't uh, like who stag it he's opened every empty every open unopened bottle we have <laughs> you no know, there's still one over there so All right, <laughs> shit. Give, give him a few more drinks he'll crack that bitch over um I've, oh man, I just, God damn, if you can find
3: it for $65, holy shit, do it. Be hard to beat. If yeah. you can find it under $100, buy it. But $125, i would say still fucking buy it. It's fucking stag Junior. You bring up good point, though. I mean, who the hell is going to find it for that? I mean, honestly, I see these posts. I have I've been- never, I got one from work because I was lucky when I first started. That was my bottle and I was able to get one, but I, we haven't gotten any more incense. No, it's not easy to come by. Well, and then still the whole Sazerac thing is still an
2: issue. We still haven't gotten fucking Buffalo Trace. Well, and I'm going to call out all of these fucking people that post on Facebook that, hey, look what I got. And I just happened to stumble in and find it at retail. And then you post a picture shit. with no receipt. Fuck you. Put your receipt up. Lying. Prove it. You're crazy. all lying. You paid $5,000 for all that shit you had and you didn't want to tell anybody. It
1: sounds like you're mad, Dave. That's what that sounds like. I'm a little mad about you it. It sounds like you're mad as you, since I walked in the door, Steve.
3: You no, know, we were happy to see you. Yeah, but Steve was so, young. I, mean, I mean, look at him. Of course, we're happy to see him. God damn. Man, fucking, that's a specimen right we, there.
0: We, we, we don't get <laughs> yes. as good
3: looking as Josh in here. I mean, I'm bro, telling you, no. and he's wearing little short shorts. I don't know. If he's trying to get a fucking date or what, but man, it's working. Man,
1: I'm, I'm out too. <laughs> Ooh, I out I was doing hip thrusts, four hundred five hip thrusts. Look at me in the eyes when I tell that. Can't
0: I can't look at me. Look at me. I can't. Four <laughs> hundred five. What, what is that? For him to get pregnant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was was that the weight?
1: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. i four pounds, five ounces. <laughs> that, might be what you, that might be what you have. I'm 405.
0: Okay. You thrust 405 with your hips. <laughs> what, what kind of real life application does that have? Don't make me. Don't, 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 don't ask questions. One. You can't <laughs>
3: fucking afford the answers to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. pickle
1: won't be able to walk that back. No, I'm just joking. I didn't. But thank you for noticing my legs. I got you, buddy. I
3: got you. He's this cute. guy comes in. Well, I mean, when your legs it's are oiled, oiled up, him. it's kind of hard to not notice them. <laughs> wow. I mean, what type of razor do you, you use on your legs? Oiled up,
1: man. For real? It's <laughs> nair. Look at it. It's Dude, obviously nair. It's got to be,
0: be nair. I mean, what kind of razor
1: are you as using? Smooth you as, as, you? as fuck. Put this up against your face. That's hairy. <laughs> That's hairy. <laughs> not all of us are blessed to have beards like y'all, dudes. Oh
2: shit. Oh fuck me. Well, it only took us twenty-one minutes to go
0: completely sideways
3: yeah. yeah i'm kind of impressed 21 minutes is a long time for us
2: well and that's what she said <laughs> No, all she, right, she said she no. said she said three minutes yeah. <laughs> i mean 21 minutes and we've actually really not had a topic to talk about
0: well, we talked about Tricky, we talked about, we that that we talked about uh with what, what good the bourbon juggies are doing yeah i'm just
2: saying like we're not just not like we're sitting here tasting 10 different bottles of something
1: i tasted 10 bottles earlier yeah we did but you know what i'll give nick a shout out today because i said hey would be what would be good for a vip happy hour and he did hook it up today we almost went sideways real quick on that one what what did we end up with anyway like
3: old crew uh smoke wagon uncut and filtered we did do smoke wagon forgot what else what was uh tequila Oh, Lalo? I, like I
1: actually liked how clean that label was.
3: Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So Lalo is Don Julio's son who's doing his thing. It's really good. That's, That's really good. Yeah.
1: Put the knife away. I know. He's so excited. See, the thing is, if, you, if there was a camera right now, y'all would probably... Calling the police. We get, we get
0: adi- additional followers. Is
1: shank- we might three
3: be. white dudes and a fucking minority in here, and fucking wow. Steve pulls a fucking knife. Wow.
1: Somebody pulls a knife out. He checked all the above on the minority. He didn't even say Asian or not. <laughs> See,
3: because that's not well, That's not rude. Said. That's that's rude. I can't just assume you're Asian. Wow! Right?
0: Josh is a person.
3: I know. I know. That's he's not Asian. He's yes. he's, he's still, fucking Josh.
2: He's Josh. Yeah. You
0: know, me, how do y'all feel about that? What about those noodles that your mom makes? Oh,
1: Wow.
2: Oh, wow. That's not, not racist, boy. How are those fucking
1: noodles, dude. For real, though. I do. I do throw that out there. That's not racist. Like, hey, it's Dion's my favorite thing, dude. It's you know, his it's mom's noodles? noodles. I I his porch. Porch. I yes. I have heard about them. I have heard about them. You did? I did. You did. New Year's you Eve or Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Uh, no, so I didn't go night. in the house because he doesn't have plastic on the couch. It's not going to go in. Do you do so you can get up off the couch faster I mean come on yeah no. I was looking at the ring doorbell I said oh hello Mr. Steve what do I have Mr. Steve can I come in
3: oh my god he not here like that oh, text oh my me. god he texted me he said hey just leave it there we're not home
1: <laughs> right. I was like god yeah, I see you. I saw you walk by you. the door
3: <laughs> I said, Mister Steve,
0: back door, back door. He goes, No, not back door. I'm like, Bro, you guys are painting me in an awful light. It. it wasn't like that. I was at my in-laws' house. I know. It's
3: not like you're French. You're fine. <laughs> oh,
2: come on now. So still no, um, has not worn that shirt I paid real money for. No, we're wearing it next week. I've got a shirt. Nick will have a shirt. What do does, I? What do I have? Does it say French lives matter? Yours does. No, mine just says not the intern. Oh, what's my shirt say? We're gonna go live. Oh wow! I mean, we're gonna come up with something good. You y'all motherfuckers!
1: We're Car- stuff on a podcast that people can't really. See. No, no, no. We're, no, we're no we go live next we're week. We're live. If you followed us what
2: on kind YouTube, of well, then you would know we go live hey, every why other week. Have
1: because engine. I would rather just watch and listen.
2: I'm calling bullshit.
1: Me too. No, I didn't know y'all were live on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I think, think so. That's my bad. I just watched them after the
0: fact
3: so no dude, the lives are fun man because you can just comment live you can talk shit it's great i'm gonna talk a lot of shit yeah for sure we love that we love it in there and chat we'll respond to most of it we have to go live pretty soon now next week we do because fucking Language. people are getting tattoos oh, of the texas
2: legit. fucking whiskey crew yeah dude how awesome is that how pretty, fucking pretty crazy amazing, man can How we bring them in? $20,000. <laughs> can we bring them in live for
3: them to show their tattoos? So they are, I mean, yeah. Uh, so they're going to be here at some point because they're doing a Rebecca Creek and a still Austin pick. Okay. So when they come down, my plan is to get them like a teepee on the river. Because that's cool as shit. Like, yeah. that's cool as fuck. And they'll bring their family so they can go do the river stuff. Let's grow. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. 100%. Let's grow. We'll get a whole bunch of video. It'd be fun. It'd be a great time. We'll get like the Texas uh whiskey crew together. We'll get the Texas A team, which is Bove and Juju. So it'll be it'll be a good time. For right.
0: sure, for sure.
3: That'll be good. Yeah.
0: Well we've got uh we've got Josh in here. Um I've been accused of some various things tonight, but <laughs> that's not the case. Um, why is Josh here tonight? Because he all needed to round out
1: action.
2: No fucking affirmative <laughs> action. Yeah,
1: affirmative action as far as whiskey it is, is concerned. Not
3: even remotely like that. What uh, is what is the what do you, how many, what is the percentage of minorities you need in a business? I don't is know. 20% or something? All of the above. We're at 25 all right all now. We good, above. boys? We're good. We good? <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I don't even know why this turned that direction. I was going to talk about his barbecuing skills and his
3: beef knowledge. It's not even that. Let's talk about the Comal Education Fund. We did. That Mr. Josh Akut came in today and picked... It's a coot, right? I said your name, Mike? Yes, oh, it is. Oh, thank God. God. I was You're so good. nervous. Don't call him a cut, all right? Okay. Well, he just did. Or a cute. He's very cute. Um, But he came in today to skips, and they bought a a whole bunch of stuff for uh, the Comal County Education Fund. Right? Is that? Am I saying right? Comal Education Fund. Yeah. Or foundation. 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 Um, They have a thing tomorrow night. So very cool, and I appreciate. It'll break. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, good people.
1: You know, at the end of the day, I think that the biggest thing is kind of like you said, y'all support of the community, the Kamala Education Foundation, obviously all the different organizations that your network is connected to. I think that's the big thing. That's the awesome reach of what y'all have is obviously growing your audience and your network, but also using that to better everything else, period. Absolutely you know obviously with the comal education Foundation we all have kids that go to comal ISD so it, it's kind of one that's near and dear to all of our hearts for sure so supporting education innovation and you know the next generation of students is always important but
2: definitely help me be on the list of early notification next year because I do want to get a table next year and we we kind of missed out this time but um, we'll have a table
1: and you know I will say that's the one thing that we've been, that the organization has been really good about is not just opening it up to the masses per se. It's not necessarily exclusive, but it's not just a, Hey, come donate money type of deal. Like it's a, Hey, come support this initiative. And this is why we think you should, this is how, this is how it will benefit the kids. And the teachers as well um it's not just a blanket hey donate here donate there we, we need money i mean obviously for all of us we probably will see the benefits of it you know but even outside organizations um uh, and companies too just they believe in what we're trying to do
2: for sure
0: why don't you tell us a little bit about beef
1: what do you want to know about beef? Because right now, I mean, if I go to the grocery store, people <laughs> want to talk to me about beef and they're angry.
0: I want to talk about all stuff encompassing beef. I want to talk about uh, the futures on it. I want to talk about what it looks like. And I want to talk about what the hell makes Ooh. a good steak. You want to so, go there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I do want to go there. Let's spend less there. time on the beef futures. but Yeah, you know let's, let's about? definitely do about that. This.
1: You know, honestly, right now, when it comes down to beef, the biggest thing is, is that we are looking at a lot of the cattle guys the live guys they're barely able to come back from droughts that we've had over the past eight years uh so that's the biggest thing that's hitting the beef industry is grading you know a lot of a lot of cattlemen they had to start going to corn where they might not have wanted to in the past uh earlier on in the diet so we're seeing just a difference in grading but we all, we are also seeing more of the local guys who the next generation of their companies who are in college, whether they're going to a and or tech or Colorado state or wherever, wherever. It's an awesome thing to see the old school mentality get supported by new age techniques and education. So there definitely is a future for the protein industry, period, whether it be beef, um, any of the white meats, you know, turkey or chicken, or even pork. It's cool to see the new generation still honor the traditions of old, but do things new.
0: That makes sense. It doesn't sound like vegetarians have a place in this conversation.
1: No, they do. There's, you know, every steak goes great. One started off with a salad and that's it. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love cold. I mean like a cool, refreshing, fresh salad. Like, like a wedge with blue cheese and bacon. Yes. Top of the ranch. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, we got rid of the blue cheese. Hell yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Keep that blue cheese out of oh, there. But
0: gotta, Come on. Am I the only one here on blue cheese? Nick? No, I, like I
3: blue despise cheese. blue cheese my motherfucking yeah. me when I was a child oh no. she told me blue cheese it, it, was most just like Kraft Singles that bitch lied <laughs> <laughs> she told me bring at hate, fucking dude. like 10 years old blue cheese is just like Kraft Singles like okay no. put it on my burger It's like it wasn't that chewing on, on iron. iron I still remember that to this day I remember the
1: exact spot in the kitchen I was standing I remember where I threw up Nope. <laughs> That's some first-order problems if you had to deal with blue cheese. On a cheeseburger. At 10 years old.
3: It wasn't a good cheeseburger. They made him at the <laughs> house. It's like it was some gourmet gourmage uh, burger. It was a trash-ass burger.
1: Right about now, there's thousands of
3: kids. Oh, there. this guy. There's thousands if kids if, a a poor, if a starving child was like, I want a burger, and you gave it to him, and he's so excited, he, he's like, the oh. fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm not drinking the whole drink. No, he'll die.
2: So Josh, I know you got a bottle to your lips right now, but, um, what do you see? Like as the future of the protein industry, like from a technology standpoint or an advancement standpoint, what do you You see changing?
1: A lot of people ask us about automation. The biggest thing is when you look at a lot of these plants to put automation in is just a logistical nightmare. I'm not saying that it would do good or bad for our industry, but the cost of having to put something in a machine is exponentially more than what we would assume it is.
2: Is there a real benefit to automation in the industry or is it just something people want to see because technology is out there?
1: That's a slippery slope. Really? It just depends Yeah, uh, on what the consumer wants right now. I, I still feel That the consumer now, especially post-COVID, appreciates a retailer or meat shop that hand cuts their own stuff. Absolutely. But just like with any other industry, whether it be automotive, whether it be alcohol, whether it be food, you know, there's definitely a, a shift in the labor force after COVID too. So where we might want a hand cut ribeye there is i mean yeah i mean it's you know it's one of those things are is there a skilled workforce that can do a hand cut ribeye
2: all right i got you now uh, i'm gonna change pace a little bit on you but um, where can i locally find an a5 wagyu
1: (laughs) you know as japan no
2: no i don't want to go to
1: japan to find it as it sounds it's kind of like finding one of the the rare whiskeys that y'all are lucky enough to be able to source every once in a while. It's timing. Okay. A a, a lot of it does get, it does come into the United States. Sometimes it doesn't make it past the, uh, it doesn't make it past California
2: or like the restaurant market or,
1: and and not even that, you know, Um, coming from the food service side, the restaurant side of the business. I thought that restaurants always had first pick of everything, but when you really look at it, it's, it's a 50, 50, Uh, Retail does have a strong, retailers, meat markets, they have a strong influence on what they get. But with that said, if I was somebody importing A5, I could probably send it all to either one of the coasts and never have to deal with freight coming into Central Texas.
2: Okay. Is there anybody regionally or in the States that's producing A5?
1: Producing? No.
2: No. Okay. No. Just that was a, just a um, curiosity question. And,
1: and that's really because there's grading specifications, uh, requirements. So nothing that is produced domestically could get, meet will will truly get that. Okay. Grading. It would have to be imported.
0: So if we were gonna grade Dave over here, what what, what would we grade him at?
1: Honestly, I would give him a USDA prime. There oh, you go. You got a prime. prime, I'd give him a prime, but more like a sirloin. Sure, like, he's more like a sirloin. He ain't a too lean, he's he's a a <laughs> <Yeah, I'm laughs> too lean. lean. I'm definitely
2: I'm a little leaner. Little little fat on the tra- you know, on the edges. But know,
1: he's more like he's actually more like a uh, a Look at y'all! You have no I idea. I don't even know what word. I know it what is. a picanha is. I thought it was oh, a flower. No, you know when you go to a Brazilian steakhouse? Yeah. The red meat at Brazilian Steakhouse—that's a picanha. that's a culot. Oh, Nick wouldn't let me have that last time. Like he like a
2: culot. My mom and sister wore culots once, but but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth.
0: Oh come on, man. where where are you at with all this this beef
2: conversation? Where are you at in grading Dave on what his beef grading <laughs> would be? So mean? I've You're
3: never had like true true like true wagyu. I've yeah. always had like Texas wagyu. Yep. Um. I know we've had friends that had it and we tried it. It's just super salty. I wasn't a huge fan. I love ribeyes. I love fatty pieces of meat. And that's the closest thing to, you know, it's not like a strip or anything else. It's very fatty. It's pretty much perfectly marbled. Um, but the piece that I saw, it was at a very fancy restaurant. It 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 looked like someone cut a piece of slab that was like a quarter inch thick or something. It just yeah. not looked very good. It
2: just was well, so rich. It was that It has to salty. be cut thin.
3: It's super salty.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I went out with Dave once in Las Vegas. Uh, Gordon Ramsey's restaurant. Dave you know, was nice enough to treat uh, a dinner. I think we had Wagyu.
2: Right? We did, and, I, and this was going to be actually a follow-up question for Josh, but so it wasn't, and, and maybe that can go into a little bit of the grading. It wasn't actually graded, but it was a Wagyu. I, I think we had ribeye or strips. I don't remember what it was, but um, it was phenomenal. Unfortunately, Steve couldn't taste yeah, anything that taste night, but... It was phenomenal. He,
0: My nose is a little messed up from allergies or something. I couldn't taste anything It was terrible. COVID. Probably was. I probably had COVID.
2: It might have been. But I mean, so how does that, that grading work? You know, you've got A1 through 5. And then.
1: A lot of times what you'll see is. As point of reference, restaurants will say, hey. This is comparable to. A USDA prime. Or a. You know, an A scale. Product. A lot of they will not put it on paper what it is, um, mainly because yeah when it's imported or if it's a actually let me phrase that if it's imported there's a there's a certificate and it is what it is but if it's Texas Wagyu you know or American Wagyu there is a scale but um, it's there's some discretion there,
2: well, so know. somebody can say hey it's a Wagyu steak but they don't have to grade it.
1: No, exactly. Okay. And, and that, you know, I think, I think that's probably the biggest issue from my side and where I've come is there are some great YU programs here in the state of Texas. You know, obviously for my company, we have, you know, we have our YU program but here in, in the great state of Texas. We have RC Ranch and we have Demon Peeler. And I, I truly believe that those are two local Regional programs that do amazing Texas Wagyu.
3: Okay. Do you mind saying who you work for, or is that a thing, or no? I, I'm not trying to no, 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 no. throw you under the bus.
1: I, I, I work for JBS. Okay. You know, and we have our Imperial Wagyu program, which is an American Wagyu program. Um, do you
0: massage the cows?
1: No. Wow. <laughs> We're going there. Is it because of mission? <laughs> I
0: heard that they massage the cows in
3: Japan. That's like a veal so thing, and right?
1: Am I Japanese? No. <laughs> God, those,
0: those noodles aren't near what Japanese noodles oh are. My oh, my God. Wow. wow. You started this. I didn't, no, you asked. No, no our,
1: our, our Imperial YU program is... They probably punch them in the U.S. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here.
2: Just go back to your Imperial Waigu program.
3: (laughs) Yes. Pretend like he's he's not here and everything. He's just great.
1: Our program is very good. (laughs) We are able to service Waigu customers from East Coast to West Coast, North to South, and everywhere in between. Um, We have some great national and, and regional chain or retailers that we're able to work with. Also, our food service distributors that we do business with. So, yes, I, you know, I feel like we 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 are at the standard. We have m- met and beat the standard of what domestic Wagyu programs are. But I also feel like, hey, our industry is only as strong as our network. And I will openly talk about the regional players and the state players as far as RC Ranch and Dean and Peeler are concerned because, you know, you kind of made a little jab at, at the vegetarians of the world, but I mean, that's a real thing. You know, the beef industry, the protein industry in a whole is under attack, not under attack, but we are scrutinized in the practices of old.
0: Sure. Depends on what state you're in primarily though, right?
1: No, a hundred percent. It does. But the practices of old are not the practices of new, you know, you can go to YouTube and look at sure anything. and, And it's probably something from the late 1900s. You know, which is also when we all graduated high school, but still, well, I, it's not how it is now.
0: I mean, I come from a family that, you know, that, that had feedlots and that had interest in that. So I've been around the I've been around the industry for for a bit. Um, and I, I know the age old question is, uh, you know, the why? Why do we, Humanity why do we raise of it, yeah. animals just to kill them? And are they humanely uh terminated and you know things like that and at the end of the day i mean these these animals are raised for the purpose they are they they came into existence simply to be food i mean that was it i mean it's at the very simplest of this process we you know we are designed uh to eat protein i mean if we if we weren't we wouldn't have the teeth we do right i mean I don't have any teeth. teeth are for so vegetables. Mess. Your teeth are not for veg- yeah. Yeah, vegetables. Vegetables. you got some spiky ass teeth. Look like
3: vampires over there. It's because I sharpened them <laughs> <laughs> to feed on my prey. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> <to> allow <laughs> you better to cut <laughs> meat. I thought it was to cut <laughs> the plastic around the bourbon bottle better. <laughs> it's for get through that fucking wax. On the fucking no, but it's interesting. Picks. The peppermint wax.
2: And it's really interesting to see like the changes in the direction of the the protein industry and the beef industry and um, I mean I, I think there are a lot of changes out there and, yeah, uh, and a lot of things in the
0: petri dish.
2: well let's not even talk about oh that because that, that's a whole nother I don't want to eat cloned beef I don't want to eat petri tree petri whatever
1: petri, <laughs> <tree>.
2: <laughs> 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 petri dish
3: grown any fucking uh, meat. petri petri dish is fine it's that petri tree bullshit that that's right so
2: stay <laughs> away from the petri <laughs> tree but
3: a tree, I mean, God, how wonderful would that be you know, I, I mean, honestly, I think I, I feel it because we're we're I get that. I mean, we're not old, but we're older, and it's something new and it's kind of weird. But I mean, if it works, like they made that fucking meatball out of the fucking mammoth DNA or whatever the fuck it was. No,
1: mammoth meatball.
3: Who cares if it's it's the no, same? No, I care.
1: They're, they're gonna clone a mammoth. Yeah, yeah, they're talking they about it's coming.
3: So, like, I mean, it's it's gonna happen. That's the future. Like, if it's really hard in the environment. And they can do it in a lab and it tastes the fucking same. Who cares? But, uh, like, I don't get it. Well, like I don't we care. Get, we get the root you sound people. a lot like a
2: millennial. Oh, this fucking
0: guy. Oh, oh gosh, no. No, trigger, no, no, no. You know, what that triggered me. Sorry. Because trigger <laughs> warning. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say
2: I'm going to wow. say the word millennial. There's a trigger warning in our podcast. <laughs> we, like I'm sweating.
0: Our, we like our millennial <laughs> listeners. OK, we, we we have no problems with you.
3: Uh, <laughs> they are barely legal. <laughs> no. So no. Here, Nick, I'll, I'll, I'll put my piece on the. Don't, don't put your piece oh, on no,
1: me. No. Put <laughs> your piece on anything no, in here. Get your, get your pickle <laughs> off me.
0: The, the Petri dish meat. So, I like meat. I like all sorts of animals. They all, they're all they very tasty. Uh, but, <laughs> honestly, I have a problem with the idea of growing a living... <laughs> something that was taken from a living organism and creating it in
3: like a birth. lab. Like birth? No, not, no, no. I mean, they about. that's what they do with, like... You know, stem cell and stuff like that, and people that can't have kids.
0: I agree. Isn't it weird to you though?
3: No, because some people just can't have kids naturally. I'm it's hard talking for them. About
0: kids, I'm talking about beefing. It's the same meat. fucking thing. I'm talking about my hamburger,
3: you, dude. You grow a baby the same way you grow a fucking cow cell. It's the same fucking thing. Like not exactly, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if it tastes the fucking same, and you don't know, like if no one told you, you'd be okay with it because you wouldn't fucking know. Maybe, maybe not. I'd probably be upset afterwards. I'm all about like what's coming next like there's always something cool new
0: it's kind of like when you write it's like
3: do you like Wagyu because that used to not be a thing now it's a thing no it's it's new at least it comes from a living cow okay I get what you're saying but my point is it's something new it's nothing we've had before oh shit it's not that bad you know so I mean I think new
2: things I think you have to be open to new things I've never tasted Petri dish beef so I guess I don't know know I never have Honestly. I mean, I know it's out there and the I even culture, heard there was some whatever. It's, yeah. Whatever culture. Is, I, meat, I've, yeah. Never, I've, I've even had it seen that there's FDA regulations that if they're going to sell it, it has to be noted that it is. Well, the problem main, is it's too expensive. expensive. And, and, and it's expensive the, right now. You said it,
1: you, you brought that up. It's very hard to define that. Right. What is that? You know, at least with a live, with live animals, we can define it. There is regulations that we can enact um or not enact but that there's there's regulations that we have to follow Mm -hmm. and and it's a living breathing thing i mean there's a connection there when there's i mean you think about it if you do a peachy dish there's chemical analysis
2: of meat and what's acceptable and different bacteria levels and i mean all the different things that go into the regulations in the in the protein industry that can you absolutely be certain that that those standards are being met you know what i mean does that make yeah, sense?
1: There are. You know, and I I think for the most part, when you look at the industry now, you know, PETA, and I'm gonna say it. People eating tasty animals. That too. Yeah. That that's also awesome.
2: we are not well, PETA. PETA.
1: PETA put everybody <laughs> in check. USDA put everybody in check. FDA did. Department of Justice, everybody did. You know, like the, the protein industry is the problem is probably one of the most highly regulated industries that is out there. It's a commodity. But at the end of the day, when you really look at it, it's not what I do. It's not even what my company does. It is, what, it is what the farmers and ranchers do. And when you look at how much they lose, because they put so much time and effort in, you cannot put up. And I'll say it because my in-laws are in the, on that side of it. But if we as a society really if we cannot put a value on what they do, if we don't I, if we don't see what they do day in day out to put food on the table, whether it's protein, whether it's vegetables, whatnot um then we're lost. I mean this th- that is truly a blood sweat and tears industry. you know it's a it's a dying breed.
2: Yeah. And that kind of goes to the point because you look at farmers and ranchers and the legacy of those families and what they put into the product that ends up in your supermarket, let's say, versus somebody creating something in a laboratory. You know, it's got a different feel to it. It's got a different, you know, the generations that go into producing meat and things like that and controlling breeding and all of the different things that go into it. I won't even speak at it like I know what I'm talking about. But what goes into producing that final product of a protein is really significant, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of time, effort, blood, sweat and tears that goes into it.
1: And that is the... The similarity with the liquor industry, whiskey, yep. per se. It, this is not a, a decade's worth of work. This is generational right. work. You know, when you look at the free all, the, the great whiskeys that are worth a lot, there is so much time and effort that are put into it. It's just like the cattle industry, the genetics that goes beyond it, you know, that goes behind everything. The time and the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears, that is the true backbone of what the protein industry is now. It's not what it's traded on. It's not the agreements or the contracts. When it really boils down to it, it's every step of the way it is the effort that is put in. I mean, shoot, you know, we are who we are. JPS is, we are truly as big as we are with the largest protein company on the planet. That's the 50,000 know, foot view. When you look at what goes in at the plants, it's just like going into a, a whiskey distillery. Every single person is important. I mean, from the guys who use the knock gun, who you know to the people who literally who are trimming and processing each primal to a subprimal and whatnot. Every single person is important. Because at the end of the day that that is each and every person's livelihood. I trust those people the same way they trust me, you know, so I have to have a hundred percent confidence in the, you know, in the fact that they're going to put the best quality product in the box. And they have to know that no matter what they put in that box, I'm going to go out there because I trust them and I'm going to put it out to the public you know, through a retailer or distributor. So there is a trust factor like none other. And we, at the end of the day, we all wholly trust and support the rancher. We have to.
2: That's awesome, man. I appreciate that type of outlook on it.
0: It is. It's very, very different uh, in, you know, a little off from where we normally are. You know, we normally don't dig deep into the, I guess, some of the more serious sides of uh, the industry when it comes down to uh, the commodities market and what we're we're dealing with out there but you're right I mean honestly you know I go to the store and buy a steak uh, what's my concern I'm looking for the uh, the external things right is it is it gonna be tender is it is it marble what, what am I looking for right but it's not how the hell did this get here what did the people go through that put it here and you know at the end of the day, Are they making ends meet doing what they do? Because like all of us, you know, that's kind of what matters, right? You you know, we never look back at the people that are from the start to the finish. I think that's kind of what, you know, where you're going with that, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's it's from the, from where this, where this begins and where it ends, this may end up being a, a $110 steak on your plate at a steakhouse. But that doesn't account for all the blood, sweat, and tears that went into this bringing this piece of meat to the table. And that's
1: exactly what it is. It is, it is truly the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, you know, you've obviously, there's a calf. You've got to feed that calf. At some point, it's going to get sold, you know, and there's people that got to sell it. So there's other hands that are that it's touching and it's got, you know, then it goes to a feed yard for a little bit, then it gets harvested, then it gets cut. You know, and every time that somebody touches it, you have to truly hope and you have faith that every time someone touches that piece of whatever you bought, that they are the best at what they do. And for us, we feel that, you know, at JBS, like, yeah, every single step of the way, we have the best people in place to do what they love to do or want to do so that we have the best product on the plate you know it's kind of like your whiskeys like i mean and y'all know that process more than i do well, but you hope and you assume that from grain to bottle it's the best person in place at each point
0: and i think that shows i mean i think you know nick can attest to that too you know of the the bourbons and the whiskeys that we talk about that we like, the ones that showcase themselves through and through, they have processes in place. They stay consistent. They have everything is specifically originating. Like, you know, I, we'll, we'll talk about one of the big things that comes up with whiskey all the time, and that's what is the most important element in good whiskey, according to a lot of these distillers. I mean, you know what? You, know, you obviously know what it is, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I would
0: say it's the corn. What, what, what's your answer to that? I'm not playing this game with you. Just do it. Nope. Play it. Nope. Josh, what's the most important thing?
1: You, know, you know, from my side of it, is the most important thing is what y'all said today. The person that was with you at the tasting. Oh, a I'm
3: very proud of you. Thank you, Josh, for not giving what they wanted.
1: Because, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, Nick. I know,
3: if, I know. That's so, why I'm not playing this game. <laughs> so, so who was at the tasting today? Or I today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, nope.
1: Nope. Well, who, you know, who did the tasting today? <clears throat> Lindsay. Okay, and where was she from? Trudio. And what did she do that other people didn't?
3: She was personable. She was great. She was knowledgeable. Here's the best part: she loved what she fucking did. Correct. Because exactly. she, she loves Trudy Oak. Yeah, yeah. And you could feel it, as opposed to someone else is like, this is this, this is this. What do you think? Like her, I mean, you could see it in her face. Like her passion is that, and that's why we love having her do tastings at Skips. Because anybody else who do tastings, they'll be on their phone. Hi, yeah. you want to try this? Okay, like you're on the, their phone. That's my attention. four year bourbon she here. You like, try it? Hey guys, you gotta try this. And like, well, I don't really like whiskey or I don't like gin or whatever it might be. She's pushing, They're like, okay, cool, try this. This is a mixed drink with it. They're like, holy shit, that's good. Oh, I made bread pudding with it. Try this. They're like, yeah. what the fuck? Guess what she does? She gives them the recipe. It's not, she's not trying to hide anything. She's fucking amazing.
1: Well, and to so that, so if so you, don't, don't, like, I mean, from my side of it, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Other reps who might represent or sell more expensive brands.
2: We had two very
0: different reps, right? We, okay, here we, we go. We,
3: we can compare that between uh, Widow Jane. You and Widow Jane. I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to talk negatively well, no, about okay. anybody. I'm, but I'm not going to talk yes. about it. But we had two super very, knowledgeable,
0: very different people at those two tastings.
3: Yes, we had
0: one that was incredibly informative and knowledgeable, and he was very brass tacks. He was like this is this, this is what we use. This is why it's good. This is where it comes from. Here it is. It was presented, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, clearly and concisely. Um, but it lacked animation, if that makes sense. It lacked
2: it the personal. It
0: lacked the backstory. So yeah. we we loved, I loved his knowledge base. I loved what he brought to the table. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated what happened uh, with Treaty Oak because there was a little more... Story, I guess I felt that like, I felt like the the experience as a whole. A lot. Us- I don't
3: I don't think it's the story. Okay. I think it's honestly it's the love for the product. Yeah. When you work for a company and you work for them, it's one thing when you work for a company, and you love what you do. I think it shows. I think that's the
2: difference between the two. hundred percent. Yeah. Now, and I was actually going to say something about Widow Jane before we got down to that. But if you take it from kind of circling back to what Josh was saying, if you take it from the 30,000 foot. View, you know, some of the things we learned about Widow Jane about how they were changing and buying fields to plant their own corn crops so they could control the genetics, so to speak, behind the corn crops and things like that. Like, that's interesting. And that kind of even ties back to the beef industry. You know, it's the presentation might have been a little different or whatever, but the story behind the brand and the way that they decided to cultivate that brand and, and bring that product to the table is very different. And obviously you're going to get different flavors from different regions and, and all of that thing. But, you know, they took what, instead of buying, Hey, I'm going to buy Joe Bob's corn from wherever I get it from, you know, now we're going to control the genetics of our corn crop and we're going to be able to bring this and and you know that's either going to elevate or hurt depending on how you look at it it's either an or hurt their product but that's something that they're taking ownership of
0: yeah i mean it really boils down to a couple things i mean you like you know we we both like garrison brothers on that i mean but
2: you were like, going to say you like garrison yeah, brothers
0: because it's what uh, i
2: do, do like about. garrison brothers it's got a very unique flavor
0: well it does but one of the things they do is everything is sourced locally i mean right they're they're utilizing what's at hand for where they're making their their distillate at. <clears throat> and what I was alluding to, it, Nick, before you got upset about the juice,
3: was because uh, <laughs> I knew what you're no, fucking I, doing. I
0: was talking about. What,
3: I knew what you're I doing. Was
0: talking about water, Nick. <laughs> so I was Stupid. talking about the importance of the water that's coming out of the ground and where you're sourcing your water. Because honestly, if we're utilizing water from a municipal source, are we going to turn out consistent products like something like Stag or something like? You know, birthday bourbon or something like that. I mean, just one of the greats. If we utilize water from a different source, is it going to change the product?
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. Absolutely change the
2: product. So you have to control your water.
0: Correct. Texas is good because of the heavy mineral content, the limestone on the ground. Kentucky is fantastic because of that same principle, even better. Um, You go somewhere like uh, Minnesota, well, yeah, no, you're not. You know, you're not going to find the best water coming out of the ground up there. Not that it's not good to drink, but it's just not good for making. What's America. wrong with Minnesota? Nothing. What I'm alluding to is, <laughs> if you go somewhere that, okay, let's use something in your world. Let's talk about grass versus corn-fed beef.
1: Oh, so here we go. <laughs> if you,
0: it was always, if you go back in the day, it was always back in my day. If we finish off beef on corn. It's going to do what? It's going to fatten the animal up, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens when you have a little fatter animal?
3: Talk oh, to so mean. fucking Keep good. Yeah? <laughs> so <Okay>.
0: good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so.
3: I'm the ribeye guy. What, what, I love what, fatty meat. You
0: know, I, I agree with this to a, to a point, but I will tell you that my preference is grass-fed beef. Um, solely because I've been party to ranchers that specifically Finish their cattle on a specific variety of grass. It all makes a difference on where, you know, what they're eating, what they're doing. Same with water, right? Same idea. It translates into both industries. You use the right water, you're turning out a, a really good end product. You use the right feed, you're turning out a really good end product. I mean, everything correlates. It all starts at the beginning. Everything you do. So I think that people like Buffalo Trace and that are so wildly successful, not because you know, their stuff's just widely known and they're they're branded well, which they are. I Marketing. I think it's <laughs> they had to start somewhere, right?
3: Can I drop a hot take right now? Yeah. I don't like dry aged steaks. Why? I think they taste gross.
0: Because he doesn't like decomposition. Too bold.
3: <laughs> it just it's not good.
0: Is it decomposition, Josh?
3: I don't
2: like them at all.
1: I mean, I mean, that's a big word for it. It is, though. I mean, it's...
2: It is, but that process just loosens up. I don't fucking like it. it. it I I
3: like it if it's done well. No, I've literally had a 7, a 14, a 28, a 32. Nothing. Um, Nope. um,
1: um, I'm dry-aged? Yep. That's pretty... That's a a small... That's actually a very short dry age period.
3: That's great, because I don't like them. Like, 45-day? Now we're talking.
1: No, you know what? We need need to... and you know, prior company, if you blind taste local. me,
3: I'm gonna tell you maybe okay, maybe it'll be better. But is I've literally know? had, I went to multiple steak places that pure what is it called? The one in Galveston, Pure 29, or where the fuck it is. It's like really nice steak place. Let's get to travel like you, Nick. <laughs> I said Galveston, I didn't say anything else. Calm Not down. all of us eat steak in Galveston. But I was like, look, I love rabais. I was like, I've never been a fan of dry aged. I was like, how's the dry age? He goes, it's the best thing ever. Had. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. It was fucking horrible. Is I different? don't like dry aged steaks.
1: But you know what? It's also like people who like crown and coke and prefer that over anything on this shelf neat. Smack 'em. You just can't do it. So your it's taste important. your
3: tasters are broken. It's different. Here's the thing. I can do crown coke. I love it. It's fine. I like it too. <laughs> I like <laughs> and I like whiskey. It's lie, fine. I like but it I don't too. like dry aged fucking steak. I and maybe I should I mean I, only, I don't know. Plus. I feel like it tastes very like gamey. Yeah. I, I mean, but I it's don't different. like I so I don't like it's not, different. It's not goat, what is it? A goat, uh, lamb, lamb. I don't like lamb, lamb's
1: a different taste, you know, because
3: lamb's very gamey. But when did When's the last yeah. time We had lamb and just when, the other day. Where did you buy
1: it from? Well, I was at a restaurant, Little People. I, it was at Chamagacha. <laughs> it was yeah. probably Chamagacha. So, was it imported or domestic? That's a big thing.
3: I mean, they're Russian, I think. <laughs> I don't oh, know, no. they're they're talking oh, Russian in the no, belt, but and they're not happy that, about that, some shit. I'm share. with you I'm on that. Oh. I don't like imported lamb. See, that's lamp a, or lamb? Lamb. Important lamps are compare, horrible too. Domestic <laughs> they look
2: like <laughs> from in China. It's different. They look oh, like <laughs> a bare leg. And they just just have He goes, I hate
3: imported lamp. Oh my <laughs> I said lamb. Just because like, you
1: can't
2: hear, you drunkard.
1: I'm not, <laughs> drunk.
3: I am not intoxicated.
1: I I'm like. over here making your iPhone.
3: Joke's on you. Guess what? I've been <laughs> drinking water all night, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: all right. I think we've got
0: something we need to do here. So, I think we're going to do this on video, though. Maybe
3: Josh bring the
0: meat, right? It we'll uh, will we'll help with the, the cost. Of yeah, we'll,
3: we'll totally cover the cost oh,
0: because I know there's but you no have to cook it because you're fucking amazing. He is amazing. So, I, I'm gonna have I'm, you
3: heard his pine, fucking rib? Oh my I'm god, a, oh dude, I'm
0: gonna go on record and I, I've texted him. <laughs> he is literally hands down, probably the best no. pit pitmaster that I've been around. I mean. No, honestly, you, you, you've never you never You've knocked it out, out dude about We're eating. not talking about
3: his food I mean, his food's great, too But goddamn, he's a good-looking motherfucker yeah. oh Goddamn
1: God. See that right there making me blush Fuck I'm, I'm tan I'm pretty tan Yeah, you know what? I'm I still blush. see blush I was wondering I what see the blush. fuck is going on I over see there blush there. You Turn as red as your shirt <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, but
0: honestly, I'd like to do Josh, that. good people Yeah, I'd like to do that on camera sometime, man Josh, even small portions If we could do blended it like bourbon we'll, we'll make sure there's some good pours on hand Oh, just
1: yeah,
3: tag and Pappy. So we're going to drink. Yeah, there, we go. there we go.
1: Well, that's uh, we'll how we do shit, things. right? Get some meat I out. got some bottles to kill. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I think we should. I think that's a big thing is is if we can put the two industries together on a, you know, and have people able to connect to it, that's the important thing from my side and from your side. You know, if it's just being able to be the people's connection.
2: So let's expand on that a little bit. From what we would blind, what would you throw out there? Like what kind of aged product versus...
1: Honestly, I would do a wet-aged strip and I would do a wet-aged ribeye. Mainly because you have one that's really fatty and you have one that's a little bit leaner, but still has a a lot of flavor. You know?
3: um, I only done dry age, so I didn't didn't know about wet age.
1: You know, and so wet ages are actually really easy.
3: You can what do those at is home. Is it like a vacuum yeah. seal thing? And that's yeah. all it is? You can okay. put it in your
1: yeah. bathtub for
0: like
3: a week, man. Oh my God. Stop it. Yeah, keep the
0: water kind of cold it's get, It gets pruned like you know who?
1: <laughs> Over here. <laughs> no. Dave, come on.
2: Man. It ain't, he ain't looking at me.
1: And, and you know, I, I, I'm not going to talk to wet aging because then people will start to do it and then they'll come down on us.
3: How do you, what is it called? Suvet? Suvet. Suvet. Yeah. Oh, man. So I've never had that either.
1: Oh. Sous-vide. So should we do
3: a dry-aged, a wet-aged, a regular, and a sous-vide? No, so sous-vide is cooking. just, just cooking. That's just cooking. But it's cooked it's in French water in a cooking. bag, right? It's French, Nick. It's French. It's French. Let,
1: don't, don't talk like that.
3: <laughs> French life matter. matter. <laughs> 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 of course, Steve knows what's French. <laughs> okay, you know That's what? why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I
1: like it, I said it was awesome. It's weird to me. It's weird
3: to me. Yeah, so it's dry-aged and wet-aged, like or whatever the fuck you call
1: people it. People like it. People, people love the sous vide, especially during COVID. You know, people find out all these new ways to cook things. And
3: like, we made our own bread because we thought we were going to not be able to buy bread. We did make our did own really? bread. It's pretty it? God, It was good. Don't lie.
1: It was good. No, no. homemade so bread. so good because dude. your wife is listening right now. Was it good?
3: Who the fuck is that? Who? Oh, wow. We're going to go there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, no, it, honestly, it was, it was me more than anybody else. I loved oh. it. I loved it. It was what great. Kind of bread did you make? We made pumpernickel, we made regular, we made wheat, we made everything. Fucking great. Yeah, homemade
0: bread is where it's at.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I like homemade bread.
0: My parents still use a
3: bread maker. In no, case you didn't hear what he said, we all heard Josh he was making fucking racist comments about white people and bread.
1: Look, I didn't say that. I will need to ditch y'all's microphone. Yeah,
3: okay, that's not what I said, y'all. I, no, y'all. And honestly, I, we, we thought it was getting to that point because remember, you go to the store and there's like no friggin' bread. Yeah. We're like, uh, so we just bottled stuff to make it. And it was great. It was no, great. I, I think okay. we should do a regular cut and maybe we should keep them all. I the think I 100% same. dry age, wet age, regular cut, but and even, then like, a sous vide. Could we do, like, let's say, uh, let's pick strips, whatever. I mean, it doesn't no, matter. No, I mean, what? I don't know what you because you do different. You do different cuts of meat for different applications.
2: No, so, but you you wet age your strip, you dry age your strip, you can sous a strip. You, I mean, yeah, I mean, but suvey. I thought one's better than the other. though. Sous vide.
3: It's all preference, really. Because I love ribeyes. I'm a ribeye man. All right, we, we can do ribeyes, a, but we
2: do a ribeye. It'd be interesting to do like let's do our own personal a favorite cuts today. 60. I don't know what's what's a normal what's fuck get out of 60s here. out there. Oh yeah. Is that real? Oh, No, I mean Christ. but like if you go somewhere like So we had to I'll buy do some, I don't want like, to wait 60 days to or something this. like that. I mean you're going to find a 45 what, to 60 what day I
1: gave you right now that's got 30 at least 30 days worth of age on it.
3: Well you got to have some. I don't know. And like you you've hunted. I mean you know the deal. I don't I don't know if you ever I didn't owned. know. Here's a great story for you Josh. I did not you, you could buy meat at a store until I was like 18 cuz I always hunted. And I never, we never went but to the HB did, or Walmart to buy fucking meat. We always fucking killed, we had cows on our property and we had fucking deer. But we ate deer steaks and we ate cow that we killed and slaughtered at fucking grand But did you? I had ha- no clue you could buy fucking you, meat at Walmart. So you actually slaughtered at grand Uh Before that was Penchorns, and then grand
1: Really? Yeah. Because there's a big, I mean, on next door, because I'm on next door. <laughs> also, there was a huge debate going on about. Where, where does the best beef come from? Where does oh, okay. the best meat come from? the brothels. Okay. And it, it actually, I mean, not to top my own horn or anything, but it was like pretty big on interactions and okay. people were questioning where the best meat came from, whether it was H-E-B or Granzines or whatnot. Costco. Or Costco. And... Ich, ich.
2: If you know, you know.
1: Dumbass actually decided to pipe in on that conversation, and golly, 50,000 comments later. Um, it's just one of those things I have never met someone who's processed their product to grand zines, really. Yeah,
3: ours used to be off a guy off 10, but he closed a long time ago. I was when I was a kid, like in Seguin, yeah. Uh, not quite, it's like McQueeny area, I think. Okay, it was a long time ago, and then we did Penchorn's for a long time. And then we switched up to grand zines. We do, especially with our like deer meat, we do 60 40 blend, extra spicy. That's just that's how we do our sausage. That's like the thing. We always do sausage. Deer steaks a little bit, but mainly with sausage.
1: So everything went into
3: sausage. 90%. Like I said, we do some deer steaks and then sausage. So you guys a little fresh, you, a little dry. You
0: didn't hang half and you, half. You wouldn't have hung too much if you did a lot no. of that, so
3: back in the day when we did we, we did it ourselves at my grandma's because she had a smokehouse at her ranch, we would smoke our own meats there. And that, of course the best sausage I ever had, but you never gonna replicate that. Um, once we sold the property, we couldn't obviously smoke there anymore. So we went to grandzines and we've
2: yeah. always done grandzines since.
3: I mean,
0: so I mean, yeah.
2: So that's not getting hung for a few days I mean, to, I mean, I
0: think what you know, where we're going with is, you know, when, you know, with like elk or anything else, I mean, at the very bare, bare minimum, 10 days hanging on a carcass is pretty typical. I mean, you're going to get better meat that way. Um, I guess Most I see what you're runs. saying.
3: I so I don't see I don't consider that dry aging. I, I know it's that's kind of what it is. Aging, but but it, I mean certain, it kind of is, right? Yeah. I mean you really are dry aging it. Um you're waiting your turn. It's not
2: you, you but started. dry aging would go a little bit beyond that. You would take like a primal cut, hang that, and then dry age it and then trim it and cut it from that right but that's not what happens right they cut it and then they dry age it right usually it's the primal cut and then
1: i mean most of the times it's the subprimal oh really yep so they'll hang it so let's just say
3: i'm just assuming they cut the meat and then they fucking let it sit like i didn't no so you're not going to cut like a 16
2: ounce strip and then hang and then dry Uh, age it Oh, okay so you're
1: looking at like that pillow right there that pillow is
2: a little fuzzy it's
1: a whole ribeye primal Okay, Okay, so they'll hang that and then they'll trim that out, you know, the outer inch. And then they'll cut that into steaks, and then they'll serve that.
2: Oh, okay. You so know? what's subprimal? That's what we're so, saying. Whole, well, no, that's primal.
1: Yeah, so you have the whole...
2: <laughs> we're going to get really sophisticated um, yeah, here, like but... This, use,
1: but a, use a tenderloin, for example. Like, no, no, so let's look at a carcass. You got a whole cow. Yeah. Okay. You're going to divide that into four, you're going to quarter it. Let's just say you have, well, you have the hind. Okay. You keep on breaking that down. Oh, man, this is really deep.
2: Would like the whole hind be a
1: subprimal? <laughs> That'd be a primal.
2: That'd be a primal. And you start breaking it down. You break it to down and that's the subprimal. Well, okay.
0: But yeah. like a roast, right? Before you cut it into steak.
2: Like the
1: chuck. Yeah. You know, is a subprimal. Yeah.
2: Okay. That makes okay. sense. You yeah. know, we're, we're educating the Texas whiskey crew family yeah. about sitting
1: here, like how to, how to really make this as simple as possible. And it's the, you know, you have the whole loin and then you break that down and you have the short loin then you have the T bone.
2: So the loin would be primal and then the yeah. different cuts from yeah, that would be subprimal. So, yeah. And then you have your cuts that you would serve. Okay. And then you actually have, the cuts. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. We're, I'm just working out this blind tasting that we're going to do.
0: I'm just saying, if somebody's... I honestly think
2: we should do it. I'm 100% 100 behind it. At an hour 13, they're
0: they're hardcore.
2: Hell yeah, but I mean, this is interesting shit. I mean, we talk a lot about bourbon. We talk a lot about other stuff, but every one of us and 99.9% of the people that are listening to us enjoy their bourbon and their cigar with a nice steak. I mean, there's no pescatarians probably listening to us right now.
0: Those people that like crazy.
2: Those are people that like fish, and they're broken. I like fish. I love fish. I like fish, but you just don't only eat fish. Hmm. You eat chicken, you eat... Well, if you only had a choice to eat one meat, what would it be? Fucking beef, dude, without you a doubt. Die way oh, okay, I'll Day's be happy, like, dead. But if like, I had to pick one meat, it's gonna be beef. I just thought Oh... <laughs>
3: Nick's over there cracking himself up. I had to stop myself because I know people listen to this are friends and family of Dave, so i I've, I've been, <laughs> You're welcome, Dave. I was behaving. My friends and family like beef too. It's not what I was going to
0: go with. Dave. I like beef too, but given the you know, given one choice, I'll probably go oh, to. it first.
2: ain't gonna be Yardbird
0: for are me. You if personally. you had one
3: choice, beef, chicken, or or. Um, I mean, what are we talking about?
0: Longevity in life, though.
3: No, no, no. Like, if you could only eat one type of meat—beef, chicken, or fish—what would it be?
0: Beef all day.
2: Beef all day.
0: I'd eat fish. <laughs> I like beef, but there's a lot of very. There's a lot of different fish. What's wrong with your mic? Why you Why you mouthing weird shit to us? Because my mic and
1: your mic are not on. not on. They're not reacting. They're
2: well. They're on. They're on. Oh, they're on. You yeah, just have to put. You have you to do this, you Josh. Eat the mic. You gotta
1: I, I don't like having it
3: face to my That's mouth. That's perfect. Yeah. If you take the guard off, you can actually put your mouth on it,
2: and it will be you a want, lot better. Right as it touches <laughs> your lips,
1: <laughs> like this.
2: There you go. All right. So Nick, you're the only one that didn't answer the question. Oh, man, I, I love steak, dude. I fucking love steak.
3: I love steak. I like steak, but there's what? some good fish. But I, I'm I'm thinking like ahi tuna salad stuff right now with like a really Ooh. like a spicy sriracha. Oh my god, like this is really good. Right as it touches. I love fish, but if I could only (laughs) have one. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I man.
1: What'd you say? (laughs) What? Don't look at me like that. Don't judge me. He (laughs) said. I would love some ahi tuna right now. I'd Just had some, some really good lunch, spicy right?
3: ahi tuna with like a sriracha mayo oh glaze. Gosh! Oh, fuck, cold on yeah. the tongue, hot yes, on the Yeah, easy now. Yeah, this is, yeah. this is a family
1: friendly pot. Take my clothes off. that's fucking <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm talking about. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. No. And the and the sauce can't be.
3: It's gotta cold. be hot. It's gotta be hot. Yeah, it can't be cold. No,
2: no, oh, hell no
0: i talking about spicy. We are. No, we are.
2: But you want a warm sauce, not a cold sauce.
0: Not true. Ahi no, is, I mean he's better served raw. Especially he's better served cold. No, the ahi. Yes, we're talking the about sauce. the sauce. But
1: the sauce well, to be hot, like spicy or temperature. Temperature. Both. Both. So when when you when a we're spicy when, when and dinner, warm. Okay, let's just say you're at dinner. Are you ordering a whiskey right out? Of, Right out of the gate. Yes. Yeah. Even knowing that you're going to have a salad with some ranch. For sure. Yeah. I'll get a water. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I will not eat a steak dinner. It doesn't matter what it is. I will not eat while I drink. Okay. so I'll drink and then I'll eat and then I'll drink. But I will not. I can't drink a whiskey or anything else while I'm eating. Like Like if I get a steak, I can't wash it down with a beer or a whiskey. I have to do water. I can't. I can't do it.
0: We talking washing down. We talking like in the process, like you're like, if water? I'm but eating, you can
3: have a whiskey drink while you're eating meat can sit there, but I'm not going to drink it until I'm done eating
1: because no. it always overpowers the palate. hundred percent. No, but see, I'm the same way when I'm at when I'm literally having dinner. Let's just say BJ's. because yes. it's right there. OK, because <laughs> you like I say, I say McAdoo's. Wow. Because some of us. First world problems. Bougie. bougie. is not that bougie. Calm down. No, it's not. I like macadoos Yeah. I do. I cannot start
3: off with a whiskey right out of the gate. Okay. I can start out with one. Fine. I just can't drink a whiskey and eat it by a steak and drink whiskey. No. And that's what I'm saying is that I have
1: to start with a beer mm. until I get done with the entree.
2: I will have a bite of my Perry's double cut pork chop and then have a sip on my Manhattan and be just fine. My wife loves yeah, that pork chop.
0: Me too. I'm not with you guys
2: on this. So I'm going to drink and eat. Hell yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to drink and eat. Well, you But you're going to drink first, then eat, and then drink later. Wait, not if it's a
0: salad. Didn't we don't have whiskey. Is that what you told me? You can have whiskey with a salad. For sure.
1: Really? I'm I not going to have white wine.
2: Blah. You don't like wine? If I like wine. I love wine. I don't like white wine. Yeah. I like white. I can do reds. Is it because it's white? I like sweets. No, it's because it tastes like garbage. I, I
3: love sweets, and I understand that reds go great with meat. I can't do a red wine. Well, Have y'all had belly. Josh? <laughs> 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 Quit offering your meat to people on the podcast, Josh. Yeah, Josh. You say we had Josh with Josh? <laughs> I'm the same. I
0: didn't
1: even know we we're gonna go there with this one. It's a big seller. He's talking about Josh wine.
0: He it is. Was, I, I mean, it.
1: there was nothing on the shelves because everyone wants Josh.
0: I've heard that.
2: Nick's going
3: to get his beef taco. Yeah. I'm hoping this one's beef. It's fucking chicken too. There's a beef one in there. Fucking better be. I swear to
0: God. If you massage it, it'll be like Wagyu.
3: Just
2: rub it in the tortilla a little bit. Just like, pour some salt on it. It tastes just like it. Like I don't, but see, I don't know what you're saying with the Wagyu and salty, because it's not it's salty. It's super fucking salt. No, like, you're no, legit. Dude, you're no, fine. no, no, no. True Wagyu? No, it has no salt. No. It's not salty. It's salt salty as fuck. Oh, no, he, it's not. He had one that
0: was swimming in the ocean. That's what happened. No, yeah, you it's a, a Wagyu, Wagyu maru.
3: No, no, no. A true Japanese-style Wagyu it's perfectly marbled it is salty as fuck oh, because no, it's, it's literally equal parts salt uh fat and meat beef has no salt without seasoning this fun guy josh don't look at me you the he's fucking gonna, he's gonna tell
2: you tell that Wagyu. Us. like i mean talk, talk to us Does beef dude, this is chicken too seasoning?
3: who ate my fucking beef taco you motherfuckers
2: all right there's one more <laughs> i about to get mad dude i haven't no. had a five but i've had probably I, the equivalent like it, of a
3: three i we ate a piece it was it was literally cut this thing it was a steakhouse downtown san antonio the the piece of meat Bohannon's. was like eight, it, was it was eight ounces it was 150 dollars for an eight ounce cut and it was perfectly marbled i mean it looked like true legit wagyu and it was salty as fuck
0: they seasoned it wrong
3: No, there was no seasoning they don't season it that's the whole
2: point was it cooked you weren't at like silver spoon eating it off a salt brick were you god stop it that shit's fucking garbage no No, silver spoon's good good. you just had a bad experience nope nope. because you're old no no (laughs) (laughs) because I have taste but (laughs) sorry boomer (laughs) you're you're three (laughs) years old younger than me fucker (laughs) if I was a day younger than you'd still be a boomer (laughs) But no, I've had, I mean, I've never had Wagyu that was salty. I've had it. I'm I'm going to find a picture and I'll
3: show you a picture like the kind of steak because it wasn't. I've heard Wagyu and it it looks like a regular steak.
2: But then I had this Wagyu and I was like, oh, that's different. so if you were going to order like a five, it would be no more than an ounce, ounce and a half that was being prepared for you. And it would be seared a minute or two on each side and served that way. And it's like super rich. I mean, I know it's something of that caliber. You couldn't eat eight ounces of it and fucking live. Like it, you would die.
1: It's like trying to eat a short rib. You know, honestly, you can't eat an eight ounce portion of a short beef, rib short rib. Yeah. There's just no way it's it's, it's too, too, bit.
2: too much fat, too much. It's too, too rich. rich.
1: Yeah. That's it.
2: I mean, that's hundred percent what it looked
3: like. It literally looked like that. There's no salt in wagyu. Beef. The only thing was it was a quarter cut. It was like literally a quarter inch thick, c- cooked, and it was salty. It was like, salty, salty as like it literally was too much salt. Sure, oh, it wasn't like pork. They
0: had no. Pork. I swear to God, it was Japanese salt wagyu. Pork.
3: It was A five Japanese wagyu. That was the whole point. It was super expensive. It's a cow. Cows do not excrete sodium when you eat them. That's Mister Bougie over here. I'm gonna fucking excrete some sodium if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All it's right. A Did it salty?
2: We, we might have the Texas whiskey crew, the the A5 Wagyu edition, but... Well, I'm, uh, not, I'm not part of that one, no. I mean, that's 100% what it
3: looked like. Cut. 100%. That, that's literally what it looked like. And you tasted it. It was like pure fucking salt. Like, it was too much. Interesting. Yeah.
1: My thing is, is if somebody's gonna go buy Waigu, and the restaurant or whatever is gonna say that it's Wagyu, you ask them because you're about to... For pay the certificate. 30, ask them for the certificate. Because you're about to pay a premium, no matter what. And I, I think that's the one thing that the industry, a lot of the people in, in the industry try to take advantage of real quick was putting Wagyu on their on their herd.
2: And like you see a Wagyu hamburger, fuck off. Like I'm not buying it.
1: God, yeah, get out of here with that. Yeah. You know, honestly, is that, are you going to really pay a premium on a hamburger? No. I, I'll go eat a water burger hamburger all day every day over a Wagyu burger from some guy who who's gonna try and sell it to me
2: yeah for $24 or something for a six ounce hamburger
1: Shoot, if you're paying $24 for a six ounce hamburger I'm there you know it, it just it doesn't make sense it's not logical
3: I just my neighbor and I was like where did we go because I don't remember I just remember it was downtown it was right across the street from the
1: Laredo Taco Company <sighs> Majestic no, the or the Majest- uh, that's Mayan,
3: Mayan theater?
2: Majestic. Majestic is Bohannon's, and then okay.
1: Palm, so is Palm is
2: at the corner. Bohannon's is—it's literally the... across the street from the theater. Bohannon's. Okay, that's where we that's
1: went. A lot of drama with the people that service Bohannon's, but I want to talk about
3: that. One different episode. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, we're talking about fucking Bohannon's. Yeah, live on location.
0: <laughs> Did you? Uh, so you brought it up, Josh. See how good their microphones are. I know.
2: Your microphone sounds great. I'm
1: gonna buy. No, no, I'm no. gonna buy one for when I come on. Thank you right. And when I'm on the YouTube.
2: Next time you come on, we'll have four new mics. No, 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 no. I'm
1: buying. I'm gonna Amazon Prime one from China. They don't come, <laughs> Those yeah. don't
2: come from China. I'm sure
1: well, they might. Bet, Maybe Taiwan. Bet. Honestly, is that the Dylan mic? No, that's no, a, that's sure. a Sure mic. That's we sure would we would love to be sponsored
2: Dave's by you,
0: Sure
3: mic as well.
2: My mic's good.
3: If you, if you oh, stroke okay. it really nice like that it, it makes it happen.
0: it does I can it, it. it got
3: a little go. longer
2: <laughs> <laughs> alright shit we've run this about long enough haven't we
3: yep we're just getting started well so definitely need to do a, a beef off <laughs> to Josh's beef off that's right I'm down Josh's meat what, is it, what are you going to call it meat competition uh, what are we going to call it the A meat-off? The meat parade. <laughs> I got I your meat parade. <laughs> meat parade. Josh's meat parade. Josh's meat beat-off. Which gonna, one's the you, best? Josh. Sponsored by Bud Light.
0: Are you going to break Bud Light, Josh? <laughs> oh, shit. We won't go there.
2: We are not sponsored by Bud Light. No,
0: nor will we be because they can fuck
3: off. Yeah, I'm with you on that one.
2: Hey, beer's fucking beer. Fuck y'all assholes.
3: Fuck (laughs) y'all. Bring me all the free beer you want. You can have it all and I'll bring each of you dresses to wear,
1: too. Hey, guess what, bitch? I got dresses.
0: That doesn't
3: surprise
1: me. It's not awkward. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. (laughs) So, well, Josh,
2: thanks for coming out. Thanks for sharing some knowledge. We kind of went a different direction on this one. Um, But it, it was fun. I mean, it's a lot of knowledge and I think people appreciate it.
1: Beef and it. bourbon, they go hand in hand. And so thank you all for having me. Look forward to it. And I look forward to cooking putting my meat in y'all's mouth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was coming. It was coming. I, I think we look forward to that as well. The best part is, no are so going to say no. <laughs>
2: yep. Hell no. Why? Why would we? Do we want to give anything away at a minute and twenty six seconds? Yeah. There is two uh, chicken fajita or an of tacos. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By the time they
3: get them, they're gonna be gross. But guess what? We'll give those away. <laughs> I think on
0: our next. Uh, I think on our next live, we'll we'll get something out there. All right, but, we can uh, do that. As far as this goes, uh, we appreciate y'all's support. Um, you know, I think you get Oh, we got to, I, I don't, have
2: a you got to flick the glass.
0: So, uh, until next time, catch us on the live hit us on, uh, Instagram or, uh, Patreon. And Hey, we got some, uh, some pretty cool swag that go out, goes out to all our Patreon members out there. So
2: yeah, definitely like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that would go a long way for, for helping grow the community. And, um, if you want to support us even further, hit the Patreon. Yeah. Thank you all. Cheers guys. Until next
0: time. Cheers. Cheers.